0: I am going to with lesson 148 of Aran. Uh, tonight, today is also the meeting with the meeting with the meeting with the meeting with with the of uh, Rabenu Akadosh Rabbi Nachman, the fourth day of Sukkot, the 18th of Tishrei, the day Rabbi Nachman passed away, left this world. Uh, what we can say about Rabenu, it, it would be a disgrace to even speak about the greatness of the Tzadik, considering that he attained levels way beyond our, our understanding. We, Rabbi Israel, in his conversations, in Ibi Anachal, he writes that just speaking about the Tzadik, we cannot even speak, even if we use all the praise in the world, it would not be a drop in the ocean. Um, of the greatness of this tzaddik uh, we, Rabenu surpassed all the levels he, he attained things we cannot even begin to understand So as Rabinatan writes in the introduction To Likutam uh, O'Ghan if I'm not mistaken Rabenu's greatest praise is silence Or Khayyam is is possible um, That uh, we can try to understand The main thing is to know that we know nothing And uh, to apply the advice in simplicity The way Rabenu gave it to us and uh, of course, God willing, that we merit to grow from level to level to understand that advice at a deeper level, deeper level, to understand the true Kavanah of Rabenu to the best of our ability. Rabinathan said towards the end of his life um, that I'm not sure I fulfilled the words of Rabenu in the simple directive, in the simple way, uh, with simplicity. Meaning that the main thing is to get back to the simple piece of advice and apply it the way Rabenu says it, because... Trying to do it to the deepest place, you will never. It's infinite. It's infinitely deep. So the main thing is at the simple level that we are at right now to apply the advice, uh, the way Rabenu asks us to do it um, in its simplicity, in its uh, simple form. So let's uh, let's continue with the conversations related to the stories that Rabenu revealed, the the tales that he told, and we start with seif Mem memchet. And it's very important to light a candle today on the day of the Hilulav okay. Rabenu. God willing, you have the merit that this tzaddik, that Rabbenu HaKadosh, Nach Nachman, Nachman, Uman, He should give us all the Yeshua that we need, that He should pray for us on our behalf, so that Hashem Bah should send us all the salvations. Uh, Rabenu teaches us in the Qutamoran that many uh, tzaddikim, sometimes they pray, and Hashem Yitbah listens sometimes, and sometimes He does not listen. But there's one tzaddik that any time Hash- the tzaddik asks, Hashemit Bach listens, no matter what. Even if Hashem says otherwise, even if Hashem says something, and the tzaddik says otherwise, Hashemit Bach actually conforms his ratzon to the tzaddik. And we see this with the story of Rabbi Hashem by Yochai and Parashat Vayigash. Uh, there's the Zohar chadash. We also see this as um, brought down in the Gemara, Something very, very powerful. Uh, nonetheless, we see here the importance of. Uh, that uh, or we see the greatness of Rabenu. The Rabenu is this tzaddik that he had tzaddik goes. Hashem ibatel the tzaddik decrees and Hashem ibach nullifies. Whatever the tzaddik says goes, and uh, this is something that we can always rely on the merit of Rabenu. Rabbi Nathan says from now until the end of time, every single generation till the end, um, and even after we can always rely on the merit of the tzaddik. We can always rely on the merit of Rabenu for all for everything that we need. So may we continue with the advice and continue studying his. Torot, because uh, this is how we become truly righteous, God willing we follow his pathways when Rabenu told over the story of the Batila, the master of prayer that is printed in the tales that he had told in the book of the Sipo Masyot the ancient tales um, which is uh, lesson 12 of this, uh, what do you call it lesson 12 of um Sorry, story 12 of the 12th story, right before the seven beggars. After Rabbenu gives the story, he asked us afterwards. Rabenu asked us, who is the one that told this story in the Chronicles of the Kingdom, or that was written in the Chronicles? Um, yeah, who's the one that told the story that was written in the Chronicles of the Kingdom? with regard to the uh, groups that were formed after this uh, stormwind came into the world and created and formed all these groups, etc. Rabenu is asking, who's the one that told this story? And it seems like an unnecessary detail, surface level, to try to understand who's the one, uh, who's it coming from. And we responded, And uh, the people there present responded, Rabinathan and all the students responded that one of the warriors from the group of the mighty warriors, because of course there's uh, seven different groups, and um, one of the groups is the group of warriors, and uh, so Rabbinatan and all the students are saying that one of the warriors from this group of the mighty warriors, one of the students of the mighty warrior wrote this tale, and um, wrote this tale, wrote, these, uh, wrote this chronicle, as it brought down. Um, in the story of the Batfila. And uh, Rabbi Natan, uh, sorry, Rabenu, nodded his head and agreed. And uh, Rabbenu, we understood from Rabbenu's words that this was a very significant idea, that specifically one of the warriors told this story. And it seems unnecessary. What does it mean? What does it have to do with anything that the warrior told the story, that someone else told the story? The story is there. Why does it matter who told it? Everything that Rabenu is saying. Is significant. Rabbi Nathan, um brings this down with an argument that he had with Rab Naftali, his good, fr- his best friend, um, that they were having before Rabenu, um, uh, with regard to um, uh, another story and one of the details of the story, something that seemed unimportant and totally unnecessary to talk about, and yet they were arguing about it, and uh, Rabenu actually validated one of them, one of their points. And uh, this showed both of them that actually it was very important to the small detail that was left, um, that was uh, that they were arguing about in the story. So we see here that all the stories of Rabenu, uh, all the teachings of Rabenu, but especially the Sipur Masiot, Rabenu says if you take out one word from the story, one letter from the story, you take out the entire story. The main thing is to understand that when Rabenu was telling the story, he had deep intentions that no one can find, no one can understand. This is why it's so important to share the stories the way they were told. God willing, that uh, we should have the merit to share these stories, give books to people, so that they can read these most awesome stories. From this we can learn, that with every single word of these stories, there is a very, very deep intention, that which the mouth cannot speak, and the heart cannot ponder. Lesson or Conversation 149. Hamas and we'll do half of it today. Hamas and betlers This is the story of the seven beggars that is told in Sippor that is told in the book Sipo Masyot the last tale that Rabbeinu told. Told it um, uh, at the end of March essentially um, the last year of his life in Adar Bet if I'm not mistaken. Um, um, yeah, they say the 25th of Adar Bet. The year 5570. Um, just a few months before Rabbeinu passed away, he told this story. This is the deepest story of all of Masyot. Uh, so deep. I, I cannot even express how important it is to read this story. And whatever you get from it is, is tremendous. It's, uh, it's huge. So, this story of the seven beggars that is printed in Sipur Masyot, si per kamarami, told it over several days. Of and every single time Rabenu told a piece of the story, each part of the story that Rabbeinu told alluded to some discussion that preceded its uh, telling. Essentially, the way Rabenu told the story, each time he told the story, or a certain day of the story, um, was only told because a conversation happened before that led Rabenu into that story. Essentially, the conversation was totally related to that day of the story. And then Rabenu said, wow, this is related to our story. And then he began telling the story. Uh, another piece of the story, another piece, another piece. Bithila began telling the story on Friday night. The story happened very interesting. In a very interesting fashion. It's crazy. It's in, unbelievable to show you how Rabenu. Everything Rabenu did was so related to every single event that happened within each and every uh, individual person's life that was close to Rabenu, that was around Rabenu, that was in the world. Everything that was happening was was all it was all of Torah. Meaning, even the, the the events that were happening, the things that seemed unrelated to Torah, all of that was was all related to the Torah of Rabenu. Rabenu gave Torah and lessons, and the stories are all secrets of what was happening around them and what will happen in the future. We see here that when Rabenu was telling the story, it was all because of uh, it was all super related and super practical to what was happening in that moment. We're going to see here a perfect example. So we say that Rabenu began telling the story on Friday night, and the way that Rabenu began telling the story was that uh, uh, what do you call? Rabenu was given a. A box of tobacco or a snuff box—a box where people uh, smell this uh, fragrance, this uh, this like grain or something—I don't know what it is. It's tobacco that uh, has a smell, and uh, people still hand it on Shul. The Israelis love doing this. It's something that uh, people love doing. Um, and uh, Rabin was giving us was given a snuff box by one of his followers, and uh, Rabinatan had written. To one of his friends about this, I think it was Rabin Naftali. He had written to Rabbi Naftali about this story, that Rabin would give him a snuffbox and that Rabinu had been given a snuffbox and everything. And in this letter, he told, he sent to Rabbi Um He told Rabbi Naftali to remain happy. She that he should be happy. As the Biyamize, Rabbi then saw this letter that was in Rabin Naftali's hands, that was written by Rabbi NATA. and Rabinu looked at the letter and he said like this. I will tell you how once, or how people were once happy. I will relate to you how people were once happy. It's brought down in, um, in Chaim that Rabbeinu says, um, it's possible that the story began like this, that, uh, um, they were talking about depression, and stuff like that, Rabbeinu was saying, um, um, I believe, um, yeah, they were talking about depression and Simcha around them. Um, and then Rabenu responded like this, How do you know? Or what do you know about how to rejoice when you're in such a depressed state? And Rabenu then responded, I'll tell you how people once used to rejoice. So the story could be a little bit different. But nonetheless, we see here that Rabbeinu said these words. I'll tell you how people once rejoiced. How people were once happy. And Rabbenu began telling the story. Rabenu began telling all the beginning of the story until the end of the first day. Until the end of the story of the first day, which has to do with the blind beggar. The story is tremendous. Uh, look over there for the details because it, there's a lot to it. All this happened Friday night. And I was, Rabbi Natan saying, I wasn't there. I was in my house in Nemirov. Then afterwards, on Tuesday, my friend came back, and on the side, he came back to town. And he told me this story. And I stood before Rabbi Natan saying, trembling. I was shocked, I was astonished. Says, sorry, the says, I heard from Rabbeinu many awesome stories before, many. But a story like this, i would never heard from his holy mouth, ever. Just to show you the level that we're talking about here of this story, the seven beggars. This story has all the secrets of the world. It's... Uh, it, it's it's impossible to describe it. You have to read the story to even begin to realize that you don't understand anything. <laughs> it's it's tremendous. You read the story, you're you're blown away by the by the, the everything about it. There's nothing to say. It's, it's incredible. And um, Rabbi Nathan said, "I never heard a story like this in my life." Rabbi who preached the story so much. He writes in Chayim Oran that uh, this story. If I came down to the world just to tell this story of the seven beggars. I would be considered a complete novelty still, and it's very fitting that everybody, or that uh, a person, were to get up in the big synagogue, the big shul in Brody, which had a very big Beit it, and to get up and slap on the t- to slap the table and to tell this story over. Rabenu says the story is filled with musa, filled with advice, filled with tremendous. It's uh, but it has such depth; it's infinitely deep. Maybe have the merit to even uncover just scratch, just one drop of this story. And afterwards, afterwards, I traveled from there. I came to the house of Rabenu, made memory be a blessing. At the time when Rabenu was locked in his room already, Rabenu was sick at this point, of course, and he was in his room. And uh, Rabenu had times when he was outside; he was in his room, and these times. Uh, were uh, what do you call? It? Of course, Rabbanu all had deep intentions of this stuff. in the morning, Shehu Yom In the morning of Wednesday, a Wednesday morning, I entered his room, and I spoke with him a lot. I told him about all the news that was happening in the in the towns around us, in the, in the countries around us, whatever it is, re, um, news that uh, that is happening uh, in surrounding country. And afterwards, he me. Rabenu spoke with me, about the story that we talked about about the seven beggars. The beginning of the story, the blind, as the story of the blind beggar that had started telling on Friday night. And Rabenu said, "I very much desire to know, meaning to tell, has solved the end of the story, meaning what happens, uh, at all the rest of the seven days of the feast, Rabbi Rabenu was saying, "I I yearn to tell or to know what uh, what happens with regard to all the other seven days of the Shevat of this story." Uh, so it almost to show you that Rabbanu, even he he who knew the story, uh, for him it was as if he was knowing it for the first time. So look at the language Rabbi Nathan says: "Chafetz me'od the I very much desire to know." Meaning, Rabbanu was always moving from the next level to the next. Rabbanu also said that I also want to know the ending and how the, the story of the son of the king who is given the kingship in his life the lifetime of the father. Rabbanu says that I also want to know how this story ends, and this is of course the way the story of the seven beggar begins. That is the king, and the king has his prince, and the king is ready to give the prince the kingship while the king is still alive. The king is ready to give his son the kingship while he's still alive. And he does this awesome celebration, an incredible celebration. And um, the king later sees through the stars um, that the son will lose the kingship. And he goes to his son and he tells his son. He says, you will f- in the future lose your kingship. But you have to remain happy. And if you remain happy, I will be extremely happy. And if you, even, when meaning when you lose the kingship, you have to remain happy. If you are not happy when you lose the kingship, I will still be happy. If you are happy when you lose the kingship, I'll be even more happy. And this is the way begin, the story begins. The story begins of the story of this uh, son, this king, and uh, this entire sequence. Rabenu didn't finish the story. Rabenu said, I, I want to tell the end of the story also. And said to me, As she came, asked, And told me at that point, tells the the, the, the the way the first story is told of the blind beggar coming on the day um, coming to the wedding of these two children um, this happens with each and every single beggar there's seven beggars and each and every beggar who has a certain deficiency one is a hunchback one is um one uh, what do you call it one is blind one is has a crooked neck one has no hands one has no feet etc etc each and every one of these beggars comes to the one of these seven uh days of the Sheba Brachot of these uh kids and they give them these kids this gift of theirs it's a very deep story and uh, read over there to understand a little bit more about this and uh Uh, this happened with each and every beggar just like the blind beggar came and gave these kids the gift of his blindness which is essentially a gift of vision um, and a gift of memory Um, so too uh, what do you call it each and every beggar does this and he also told me the the order of the story of the way the ancient men who had a tremendous memory who could remember uh, all the way back to uh, their birth etc all this stuff all these different levels of memory. Rabenu told and the, the proper order of the story, the sequence. Because the way he heard it from his friend, it wasn't completely clear. And Rabenu explained it to me a little bit in order. And Rabenu also spoke with me with regard to the subject of this blind person who took pride in the fact that he remembers absolutely nothing. And that this blind person is the highest of all of them. That this person remembers the most. And what do they mean in Yiddish? Uh, that what? That this blind person, that this uh, young boy uh, remembers when he had no existence at all. And Rabbeinu was astonished by this and he started speaking in very high terms about this. We can only imagine what we're talking about here, the greatness of the story. I, I, I beg and implore each and every person who's listening to this to open up this story for yourself. Just so you can come to realize what Rabbanu is talking about here, that we have absolutely no grasp of what we are, of what this tadeek is. And this is what Natan says. When you realize that you have no understanding of this tadeek for Rabbanu, he encompasses all the beggars, he is each and every beggar. When you understand this, then you'll realize that you are so far away from the tzaddik. And when you realize this, that's when you bring, that's when you bring the Gil closer. That's when you attach yourself to the tzaddik. When you realize that you are nothing. And when you realize that you are nothing, then this is what attaches you to, to Rabenu. So, I yearn for people to read this story. God willing, we'll stop here and we'll continue and see if kuf memtet. Uh Continuing with the conversation Rabenu had uh, related to the story of the seven beggars.